2: past 10 o'clock thanks for joining us on this free for all friday it's the seventh morning of the sixth month of the year of our lord 2019 thanks so much for being with us yesterday of course was a very special day special program i kind of did it for five hours on this program and then on the dennis prager show as well uh, a commemorative d-day program in which we talked about the not only the history of that uh uh extraordinarily important day, but the future because of it. And uh, so for that reason, I asked Dr. Everett Piper to bump back a day so we can talk about the more current news on this day, and he uh, kindly agreed to do so. So let's welcome him back, him back to the program now. Dr. Everett Piper, former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, now a, a national speaker as well as a best-selling author. His most recent book, Not a Daycare, The Devastating uh, Consequences of Abandoning Truth. Dr. Piper, good to have you back. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing great. Hey, by the way, Bob, uh, I have another book coming out during the political season, and it will be titled Adulting, and it will be the 15 lessons on how to grow up and act like an adult uh, and get beyond the infantilized culture of whining and complaining and pouting and preening.
2: Yeah, but it's so fun to whine and complain and pout and preen for those who do it. I mean, seriously, they almost seem devoted to it. They almost seem like this is just what they're supposed to do. <laughs> it's really a, a fascinating thing to watch, and, I'm, and I'll be very interested to read uh, that book when it comes out. You said during the this season, what are we looking at, next Next uh, fall or next summer?
3: I think the target for Salem and Regnery is around November, December release.
2: Uh, fantastic. Uh, well, of this year? Of this year. Of this year Correct. or of the 2020, uh, 2020 season? Okay, so this year, as we get into as we get into the uh, head into the primary season next year. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I understood. Thank you, thank you very much, Doctor Piper. Uh, so yes. we we'll look forward to adulting. All right, Doctor Piper, a couple of issues that we wanted to address today. Um, a bishop in uh, and where is Bishop Tobin from again? I I I, I seem to oh, He's Island. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Th- oh, he's in Rhode Island. I'm sorry, he's a native of Pittsburgh. Sorry about that, but he's in Rhode Island. Thank you. Bishop Thomas Tobin has found himself in a bit of a hornet's nest here, an LGBTQXYZ hornet's nest, uh, for something that he tweeted at the beginning of what has come to be known in the LGBTQXYZ community as Pride Month. Bishop Tobin tweeted the following, A reminder that Catholics should not support or attend LGBTQ Pride Month events held in June. They promote a culture and encourage activities that are contrary to Catholic faith and morals. They are especially harmful for children, end quote. Now, Dr. Piper, there's two elements that have been critiqued here, or in other words, uh, have been screamed about by the uh, the Party of Perpetual Outrage. Um, the first element is that no one should attend Pride Month because it is contrary to Catholic teachings. The second part is saying that this is harmful to children. I want you to address both of those, particularly as it pertains to the latter, because Uh, the left is going crazy in reminding Bishop Tobin about the Catholic Church's problems with respect to protecting children as it pertains to sexual abuse, uh, ignoring of moving uh, moving, um, uh, abusive priests around from place to place in the entire history that we all know, sadly, all too well. So, um, can you address the criticism of Bishop Tobin's message on those fronts? Well,
3: first, let me respond to the left's outrage, which is so hypocritical and so duplicitous, they saw off the rhetorical branch upon which they they said time and time again. It's almost laughable if it weren't so sad. For example, how in the world can you criticize sexual immorality, the pederasty of some of these priests, while you're at the same time justifying and elevating your own sexual immorality, They are admitting that there must be some sort of measuring rod outside of those things being measured, C.S. Lewis, when it comes to sexuality and sexual choice and sexual behavior, because the priests are wrong. The Catholic Church is wrong. Christianity is wrong. Christianity is duplicitous and hypocritical because they're doing nothing about the sexual misdeeds of their own. That's their argument. That's their case. But at the same time, they claim there is no standard for sexual morality because who are you to judge what I do in the bedroom and what I do in my own sexual life? So they are hypocritical and they are duplicitous. They prove that they actually don't believe their own worldview of uh, moral neutrality. They prove that they actually know that the argument for moral Moral neutrality is a ruse and that there is no such thing and that every moral claim is grounded in something substantive and that there is no such thing as a neutral claim for moral, uh, moral society and a just culture.
2: Um. Dr. Piper, what I found fascinating about the criticism and the outrage of the left, again, I call them the PPO, the Party of Perpetual Outrage, because that's just what they do. They find something new to be outraged about every day. But what I found fascinating about this is the, the fact that you don't have to agree with Catholic doctrine. You don't have to agree with Bishop Tobin that, that lgbtq lifestyles are contrary to catholic doctrine and catholic faith and morals and so on and so forth you just have to acknowledge that that is what catholic faith says and if that is the case how is it wrong what is there to be outraged about for a catholic bishop to tell him remind his catholic flock about what their catholic teachings are this is not an attack on anyone. This is not anything that is is out to hurt anyone. It's just saying, hey, a little reminder here: the Catholic Church and the Catholic doctrine does not support this lifestyle. Uh, you you shouldn't participate in this. That is absolutely none of anybody else's business. For a, for a Catholic faith leader, uh, particularly a bishop, to remind his flock of what the teachings are, right? Nobody's trying to get anybody to change anything. It just says, hey, if you're Catholic, you can't do that.
3: Well, and I'd like to go down a different path here with regard to the bishop's uh, tweet. Uh, My article in the Washington Times this coming Sunday will be titled Humble Pie, and I'm going to deal with this story. And I basically am saying this. Amen, bishop. Amen. Thank you for criticizing Pride Month. Thank you for telling us that promoting a culture of pride is encourages activities that are contrary to Catholic faith and Christianity and the morals we should be teaching our children. When in the world did we as, the, as a church or as a culture or as a country decide that pride is a good thing and virtuous rather than the first of the seven deadly sins, the first of the vices? I mean, the Church has taught for millennia that pride is bad, not good. C.S. Lewis told us there is one vice and that pride is the anti-God state of mind. Augustine said pride is the commencement of all sin. John Wesley said purge me from every sinful blot, my idols all cast aside. Cleanse me from every evil thought, from all the filth and pride." Chesterton taught us that pride is the poison of every other vice. Aquinas told us that we have to address pride, but it compromise because it compromises our very ability to think, and that it contaminates reason. David said, "All the thoughts of the proud, uh, in all the thoughts of the proud, there is no room for God." I could go on and on, Bob. Solomon, Isaiah, Saint Peter, Saint James, Saint Paul, every one of these guys condemned. Pride. And even our nation's founders, Benjamin Franklin and uh, John Quincy Adams, condemned pride. My dad told us not to be proud. Job tells us God brings down the proud and saves the humble. Maybe the bishop is right. Maybe we should be celebrating a month of humility rather than one of pride. Amen, Bishop. Amen.
2: Dr. Piper, let me ask you a very, very uh, difficult question about this as it pertains to pride. Um might one speak of evangelicals um in the same way that that widespread televised, publicized, proselytizing their faith is an indication of pride it's not just worshiping in private and mentioning you know and having a personal relationship with god but when you do it out in the open in such a such a a loud and ostentatious way that that is perhaps uh, as much of a uh, you know first deadly sin of pride as anything else because this is what we hear from those who criticize evangelism
3: well, let's go back to the biblical narrative. Let's go to uh, St. Peter's address during Pentecost on the steps of the temple in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. This was a call for repentance. This was a call for confession. This was the heart and soul of the gospel. It was a public call. There were thousands there. if My memory is right, it was 5,000. There were thousands there that heard St. Peter say... The message of Christ was this, you must confess your sins, you must repent of your sins, Jesus is alive now, and if you give yourself in humility to the foot of the cross, you can be redeemed. This wasn't a private faith, this was a public confession of humility, of humbling yourself before the foot of the cross in confession and repentance. That's the soul of the gospel, and when Christians act that way, publicly, I would argue it is the model of humility, not one of arrogance or pride.
2: That's a great answer that I was looking for. Fantastic. Dr. Piper, I'm going to use that as our timeout. I want to come back on the other side and talk about a different issue, another case, where again... It's the LGBTQ agenda on display. This time they went after Baron L. Stutzman, who owns Arlene's Flowers in the state of Washington. The Washington Supreme Court made a decision yesterday that is bad news. But we have good news to accompany that, and I want to get your opinion on that when we continue. Dr. Everett Piper right back with us after this on AM 1420, The Answer. 1024, now we continue on AM 1420, The Answer, with our guest, Dr. Everett Piper, former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, best-selling author, nationally sought-after speaker. Dr. Piper, I want to get into uh, the Baronel stutzman case. Um, we've been talking about Alliance Defending Freedom here on this program for a very long time, and we're a part of a... A national appeal now to help uh, support them and fund them so that they can continue to represent free of charge people who have been attacked for their uh, for their uh, faith. Uh, religious liberty is truly at stake here. And in this case, you probably know it very well. Baron L. Stutzman uh, owns a store called Orleans Flowers in Washington and she has been sued by a gay couple for refusing to make a floral arrangement for their same-sex wedding. She simply said, I can't do that. She had served this couple couple on many other occasions, uh, all kinds of different reasons. They are regular customers. She loves them, she said, but she can't do anything for this occasion because... Her faith tells her that marriage is between a man and a woman, so she can't be a part of this. And you know the drill. The same thing that happened with Masterpiece Cake Shop in Colorado. It ended up in the Supreme Court. This one did, too. They kicked it back to the Washington Supreme Court in light of the Masterpiece Cake Shop victory. But just yesterday, we learned the Washington State Supreme Court ruled against her again, saying she discriminated against this couple by refusing to make these arrangements. So... Dr. Piper, it's headed back to the Supreme Court again, but it is just another example of the, uh, the lengths to which the LGBTQ agenda will go to try to deprive people of their religious liberty.
3: It's another example of the intolerance of those who claim to be tolerant. The duplicity of the progressive left in the LGBTQ community. You will be made to care you will be forced to be complicit and agree. We are going to open up our bedroom door. We're going to force you to applaud. I've said many times, if you want me to stay out of your bedroom, shut the door. Just shut the door. Stop forcing me to acknowledge and to agree with what you want to do in the privacy of your bedroom. If you didn't tell me about your sexuality and your sexual preferences, I wouldn't know. It's your business. I may disagree with you, but go ahead. Do what you want. Now, Here we have Bernell Stutzman. She did not refuse to sell them flowers. She did not refuse to even sell them flowers for their wedding. What she refused to do is to apply her artistic craft to the creation of floral arrangements for a wedding that she believes is counter to the teachings of the church. And she's being forced to agree. She's been forced to comply. She's being forced to participate She's being made to care. Otherwise, they will shut her down. They will silence her. She will be verboten within culture. I actually shared a podium with her in Kansas when we were speaking together for religious freedom in the state of Kansas. This is a dear grandmotherly lady. They have even come to the point where they are taking her financial well-being away from her because of the fact that she won't comply. Her house is at risk. She even said all of her assets down to her dog is at risk because the state can now come in and garnish all of her wealth, all of her assets, even down to the point of her home, her store, her flowers, and even her pet. This is outrageous, and Christians and conservatives and even uh, true liberals, true liberals. Um, people who believe in liberty and liberation and freedom and justice in the nation should care deeply about this grandmother being persecuted by the state
2: do you have at least, Doctor Piper, um, uh, a sense that 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 all is going to turn out right for her because of the precedent set by the Masterpiece Cake Shop decision? The uh, Supreme Court did decide in favor of Jack Phillips that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission was uh, out of line and did criminally uh, attack that that business. But the problem is, of course, I, you know untold dollars that were lost by Master, Masterpiece Cake Shop uh, due to the publicity of this, as he. Jack Phillips was called a bigot and a homophobe and so on and so forth. Arlene is not going to be able to get those. Or excuse me, Baronel Baronel Stutzman is not going to get those. She owns Arlene's flowers. She's not going to be able to get those dollars back any more than Jack Phillips could. But at least we do have a precedent here that the Supreme Court is probably going to do the right thing here. Do you have confidence in that?
3: I have hope. I don't know if I have confidence, Bob. And the reason is, I mean, we're talking about a swing vote of one or two people. One or two human beings will decide whether or not you have the religious freedom to say what you want to say on your show. And I have the religious freedom to write what I want to write and say what I want to say and sell what I want to sell. That is the point of our culture right now. It just tells us that elections matter and that ideas matter and that we who believe in conserving the time-tested truths of God, among those truths are life and liberty that are endowed to us by a creator, not made up by you and me. If we believe in those things, we have to speak and write and act boldly and consistently within culture. Otherwise, we're going to lose those rights because right now we're trusting the judgment of one or two human beings to do the right thing because we know the other human beings in the equation right now are going to either do what's right or do what's wrong, and it's going to be that swing vote of one or two. I would say this, Bob, Alliance Defending Freedom is gold. They represented me in my lawsuit all the way to the Supreme Court when I refused to buy abortifacient drugs in the health care plan at Oklahoma Wesleyan University. We stood with the Little Sisters of the Poor in saying, we will not comply, and I appreciate ADF and all that they do. They're gold.
2: They are exactly that. And I did not realize that you had a relationship with them that they represented. Uh, but what a wonderful, wonderful testimonial that you just offered here. Because, again, this is a very important fundraising month that we at Salem are are working with, trying to uh, raise funds, to, you know, because they provide legal services free for people like you, for people like Al Stutzman, Jack Phillips, and so many others. But it doesn't, it isn't free to try cases. It costs an awful lot of money, especially when you got to go back to appeals court after appeals court, and ultimately all the way up to the Supreme Court so we are trying to drive uh, people if they have the ability to donate to the Alliance Defending Freedom in this very important appeals month uh, uh, we want them to do that so I'm really so glad to get your testimonial there Dr. Piper they really are every bit as gold as you just described them so thank you so much for that and also thank you as always for your great analysis of uh, these very important matters to our society and our culture and for the update or the uh, knowledge of uh, the new book that's coming out that we will be looking for toward the end of this year thanks so much Dr. Piper Blessings, Bob blessings to you as well. There you go, Dr. Everett Piper. If you want to uh, uh, do exactly what Dr. Piper just talked about and show support for this extraordinarily important uh, organization, the Alliance Defending Freedom, the phone number is 800-691-8969. We are committed to getting 45 donors in this, in Northeast Ohio, listen to this station, to donate $100 apiece. We have 35 to go. Will you be one? Will you be the next to knock it down to 34? Can we get $100 donation that's totally tax-deductible to you? Please do so at 800-691-8969 or go to whkradio.com and click on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner at the top of the page and donate that money and please help this wonderful organization that is there to help us back up
1: this
2: 1037, we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Got 23 minutes of Outstanding Awesome left for you in this week. And then you're going to have great stuff from Mr. Gallagher coming up at 11. And uh, Dennis Prager Show uh, has guest host today. I believe it's Nick Adams in, as I said in yesterday. Dennis is on a European tour. And uh, I've got another day that I'll be in for Dennis next week as well. Uh, then, of course, stick around for Doctor G, Sebastian Gorka. Stay here all day and all night on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. I want to play this for you in its entirety, if I may, uh, because I think it's that important. Just to follow up on what we were talking about with uh, Baronel Stutzman and uh, Arlene's Flowers. This, this is just an assault not on our religious liberty, but on our sensibility. Our sensibilities—it's—it's—it um, needs to be referred to in 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 all of those ways. Um, the Supreme Court sent a message to the Washington Supreme Court, Washington State Supreme Court, and that message was: do it over. You got it wrong. You screwed it up. Do it over. And the Washington State Supreme Court said, "Yeah, too bad. Uh, we're going to stand by our ridiculous position that." A person should be required to abandon their faith, violate the core principles and tenets of their faith, their church doctrine, all to kowtow to politically correct, political correctness and social justice warriors. And that's what happened here. Make no mistake. Alliance Defending Freedom attorneys representing floral artists. You know, it's one thing to just call her a flower shop owner. She is. But she is an artist, as Dr. Piper pointed out. Baronel Stutzman of Arlene's Flowers in Richland. Um, They're asking the Supreme Court now to take her case again after the Washington Supreme Court ruled against her again yesterday. And this has already been done. This is why it's such an affront, in my view, to our sensibilities, not just our religious liberty, because we've been down this road already. The Supreme Court... Well, first of all, just to throw this at you, the state of Washington versus Arlene's Flowers, ruling that Baronel Stutzman had violated the Washington law against discrimination for refusing to make these floral arrangements for a gay couple's wedding in 2013. She's acting in accordance with her religious beliefs. So the Supreme Court of the state of Washington said... Um, you uh, you can't do that. Uh, they, they found in favor of the, the plaintiffs, the state of Washington. So they appealed it, did Alliance Defending Freedom to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court basically refused to rule but said, you know, we already ruled on one just like this in Colorado with the state of Colorado uh, against uh, Masterpiece Cake Shop, and we found for them. So you want to go ahead and just take care of this at your level so we don't have to go through this again here. And the Washington Supreme Court turned around and said, no, too bad. We now hold that the answer to the Supreme Court's question is no. The adjudicatory bodies that considered this case did not act with religious animus when they ruled that the florist and her corporation violated the Washington law against discrimination by declining to sell wedding flowers to a gay couple, the Washington Supreme Court's ruling said. And they did not act with religious animus when they ruled that such discrimination is not privileged or excused by the United States Constitution or the Washington State Constitution. So... Essentially, the state Supreme Court told the United States Supreme Court to go pound sand. And now this is going to go back before the Washington state Supreme Court. So it's, it's, it's that important, it's that large, and in my estimation, like I said, it's that insulting. Not just to our religious liberty, but to our sensibilities, and it's for that reason I want you to hear this. This is a four-minute clip or four-minute explanation, an interview with, um, uh, with Baronelle Stutzman explaining her situation. You tell me if she sp- sounds like somebody who is a bigot. You tell me if she sounds like somebody who is, um, who is um, uh, a homophobe or if she is somebody who is intending to deprive somebody of their civil rights. Please listen to this short story.
4: I think the worst part is when they say I won't serve gay people. That's just not true. I've never discriminated against anyone in my life. It was a Friday, March 1st, 2013. One of my favorite customers, Rob Ingersoll, walked into the store. Rob's more than a customer, he's a friend. He's been coming in to me for over nine years, for birthdays, anniversaries, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. His arrangements were my favorite to design. They were really fun and challenging. We'd bounce different ideas around and he'd let me be creative and produce something that was unique and special for him. Floral design is an art, and Rob gets that. I knew Rob would be coming in. He'd been there the week before when I was out and told the staff that he and his longtime partner, Kurt, were getting married. I knew Rob would want me to create floral designs for their wedding. I love Rob, but I knew I couldn't do this. I'm a devout Christian. My relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important thing in my life. That's where everything I am and everything I have comes from including my creativity. My faith also teaches me that marriage is a sacred union between a man and a woman. When a staff told me about Rob's visit, my husband and I talked and prayed about it. I would gladly sell him prearranged flowers or loose flowers, but I knew that as much as I love Rob, I could not create something to celebrate an event that was totally against my faith. I didn't want to hurt Rob's feelings, and I wanted to tell him as gently as possible. On that Friday, Rob came back, I took his hand in mine and told him I could not do his wedding because of my relationship with Jesus Christ. Rob said he understood and was very loving. We chatted as we always had. We talked about his mom walking him down the aisle, how we got engaged. Then Rob asked me to recommend another florist. And I recommended three that I knew would do him a good job. We hugged each other and Rob left. I was so thankful that Rob had graciously accepted my explanation and that we had parted as friends. Until a few weeks later, I got a letter in the mail from Washington State's Attorney General. The government was threatening to sue me unless I designed floral arrangements for same-sex weddings. I was in shock. It didn't seem possible to me that Rob would have filed a complaint. And he hadn't. The Attorney General saw a post Rob's partner had put on social media and decided on his own to threaten me, to take away my livelihood unless I would create art for an event I didn't believe him but I could never do that I can't use the gift God gave me to violate my relationship with him so the government and the ACLU sued my business and me personally for discrimination my lawyers and I have been battling this case in court for four years my case is simple will I serve gay customers yes, I served Rob joyfully for over nine years and would welcome him back to my shop even now Will I hire gay employees? Yes, and I have. Will I let the government force me to create art expressing things I don't believe in? No, and that's my right. That's every American's First Amendment right. What does freedom of expression mean if the government tells me how to express my art? What does freedom of religion mean if the government tells me I can't live out my relationship with Jesus Christ? If I lose in court, I will likely lose everything. The penalties and attorney's fees could be well over a million dollars. My business would be gone. My husband and I would lose our home and our retirement. But I have faith. God gave me a gift. And I just want to continue serving Him by using that gift to bring beauty and joy into people's lives. Rob and Kurt had the freedom to live their lives according to their beliefs. Should I not have that same right to
2: That's the story, and that's my question to you again. Does Baronelle Stutzman sound like a bigot? Does she sound like a homophobe? Does she sound like like somebody who hates, who wants to cause problems for other people? It doesn't sound like, not only does does it not sound like that Baronelle is not a bigot, it doesn't even sound like her customer, Rob, the gay man, and his partner, that she has served and sold flowers to for nine years, doesn't sound like he thinks she's that either. As you heard Baronel say, it was the Attorney General of the state of Washington who saw a social media post about this who decided to declare war on her. And now do you understand why it's so important for Alliance Defending Freedom to be taking her case, to be representing her? Those fees are going to cost over a million dollars to try this case. They're not charging her a nickel because this is... This is what the ministry does. It's about what's right. It's not about making money here. It's about defending her right to free expression, free speech, and freedom of religion, just as she pointed out. It is under attack. She wishes the two men the right to uh, live their lives by whatever beliefs they want. Doesn't she deserve the same, the ability to live her life based on her beliefs? That's why I'm going to give it to you again. I need donors to help Alliance Defending Freedom Help Baronelle Stutzman. 1-800-691-8969. Please call that number. 800-691-8969. I need 35 more donors to donate $100 apiece. That is the goal that we have set to help Alliance Defending Freedom. They need this to help other people. If you can donate $100, please do so. If you can donate less, then donate less. Do what you can. If you can donate more, by goodness gracious, please do what you can. Donate more. 800-691-8969. Or there is a donation page linked at the top of our homepage, whkradio.com. It's Alliance Defending Freedom banner. Just click that. It'll take you right to the donation page. Get it taken care of. My thanks, by the way, to the latest donor I just saw, Charlie Kalani. My friend and client, Charlie Kalani. Uh, of uh, Kalani's Auto Service is uh, is the latest donor he has in fact donated $300 to the Alliance Defending Freedom I just saw it pop up God bless you Charlie, thank you for that uh, what a fantastic gesture that is and I'm looking forward to recognize, uh, rec- recognizing other people on the air who are able to step up and help Alliance Defending Freedom help people like Baronel. I said it in the first hour and I'll say it again now as we take this quick time out this time they came for Baronel. Last time they came for Jack Phillips. What if the next time they come for someone, it's you? Or someone you love? Or someone you care about? 1049, right back after this, running in
0: 1420. 1052.
2: Final segment of the Bob France Authority for this hour. Final segment, as a matter of fact, for this day. And uh, come to think of it, it's the final segment of this week. And I uh, really appreciate you being with us. I want to go back to the phones now and wrap it up with a strong segment of phone calls. I got open lines right now at 216 901 and 888-281-1110. If you want to get in, do it now. We'll put you up. Khalid Namar, co-host of the Todd Allen Show, a program you hear Sundays right here on AM 1420, The Answer. How you doing, my friend? How are you?
5: I'm excellent, Bob. Thank you. Uh, Sunday, you'll hear us talk about the owners in the NBA. I'm sorry, not the owners. I don't know what they're calling them now, um, the boss men. I don't know. Uh, considering deleting that word from their language because it's racially insensitive. So I, I go in on those guys a little bit, actually a lot, because uh, I think they're idiots. Can but anyway, you, I mean, um. for
2: those who don't know, khalid khalid don't don't gloss over that, my friend. This yes. is such an unbelievable story. I didn't talk about it on this program. I talked about it on other programs that I do. But, but we need to tell everybody what what's going on here. The The commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, who's uh, one of these woke progressives, Uh, he's the one who yanked the All-Star Game out of the city of Charlotte two years ago because of the state of North Carolina's um, uh, bathroom bill. Uh, the one in which yeah. they said, yeah, you can't be going into showers of the opposite sex or locker rooms or other various places of undress just because you say you are not what you are anatomically and biologically. And because of that, that was so insulting and so insensitive and so outrageous. He yanked millions and millions and millions of dollars of economic growth from the city of Charlotte over that bathroom bill. So he's one of these woke progressives, and now he is... Uh, he is uh, essentially saying we are weeding out, the we're we essentially eliminating the word owner from our <laughs> NBA vocabulary because of slavery connotations.
5: You know what, it is so absurd, it is one of the most absurd things, uh, as if a business owner, whether he owns a widget shop or, or, or a parts manufacturer, Owns his employees any more than an owner of NBA owns owns his business. This these people are so silly and childish. Uh, I made a joke on Twitter. You may have seen it that we in tennis. Why don't they eliminate the word server? Because we don't want black players serving white players. Uh, <laughs> these people are absolute That's imbecile. Great point. And, and 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 you and I are around the same age. We can remember when things were far less absurd and to see these things happening in front of your eyes is is astonishing to me i just sometimes think i'm in a twilight zone
2: uh, you and me both, and what a great point you just made—the absurdity of that is. But it's no, it's no more absurd, and the whole thing is, I—it kind of—it st- goes back to LeBron James, who said something about the ownership of uh, NFL teams uh, connotates a slave mentality, and then Draymond Green said something similar about the NBA. Yeah. Uh, well, the NBA is 85 percent black, and the owners are almost all white, so therefore it's you know owning the players, and 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 and, and, and like you said, it's just so so much nonsense. But this yeah. is this is, and I'm glad you're going to tackle this. I mean, have you talked to Todd about? this i mean what's what's time oh we we we, we went in on him big time
5: uh Uh, you'll hear that sunday night we went in on these guys big big time and we went in on the new heavyweight champion uh who won the title last weekend Who's born in california playing the mexican national anthem before a fight here in the united states which i went in on that as well you're an american why the heck are we playing the mexican national anthem before heavyweight championship fight you were not born in mexico your parents brought you here and now you're standing up, pledging allegiance to the to the national anthem of Mexico in America. I I don't understand this trend now to honor the place your parents fled. Uh, so that's to me something I went in on as well.
2: I can't um, wait to <laughs> listen on Sunday night because I did not realize that I I did yeah. not know that about all I knew about that fight was the shocking result that uh, yeah uh, the uh, the 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 challenger the rotund one uh, what's his name Diaz yeah, yeah. And Andy Ruiz. Andy oh, Ruiz. Ruiz, Ruiz, not Diaz. I knew there was a Z at the end. Ruiz, Andy Ruiz uh, knocked out uh, Anthony yeah. Joshua in a shocking shocking upset. I did not know that. Yeah. So he's American born, but yeah. he he asked for the Mexican national anthem to be played before the fight.
5: Yeah. And he's wow. standing there with his hand across his heart, Mexican national anthem, and I'm on Twitter going crazy and some other people mentioned it too. Why are we, you you you're in California, you're born in California, you're an American. Why are you why are we listening to the Mexican national anthem? I mean, wow. but this is the the trend now. Being American is secondary, uh, even though they did play the American national anthem, but it was after the Mexican national anthem, and then they played the British national anthem as well. So this is this is this is absolutely that ridiculous, is
2: insane. But, that that that, that yeah. blows me away, and I did not know that. I'm so glad to to learn that. Hey, by the way, real quick oh, yeah. before you before you uh, mm-hmm. move on here. Um, Yes. Khalid Namar is my guest. Again, he's the co host of the Todd Allen Show. You hear it on Sunday evenings at nine uh uh on AM fourteen twenty the answer. Um and I'm sure it's podcast as well, right? It's podcast on the webpage. Yes. If you miss it, uh, Absolutely. That time, So listen to it yes. a lot that of times. That's good. Uh since you mentioned Twitter, you were going crazy about that anthem thing on Twitter. Have you done the parlor thing yet that I've been telling people about?
5: I uh, our good friend, our mutual friend Melissa Schrader mentioned it to me, and I am going to go on it and Get on that and start to promote it, and and we need this other platform. So I am so going to. But so many conservatives on your page.
2: that have continued to be censored or shadow banned or just banned outright by the liberal uh, um, uh, masters at, um, uh, t- at at Twitter and at Facebook. Parler, P A R L E R, which I understand is a French word meaning to talk. I've been inf- informed uh, is is where conservatives are flocking. They're not surrendering the platforms on Twitter. I'm staying on Twitter. I'm going to continue to uh, counter liberal nonsense sense there but uh it is also a place where you can express on parlor anything that you want without fear of being banned and being censored the free speech uh, our first amendment of free speech are actually protected over there so khalid i yeah. just want to yeah. tell every conservative we- i can to follow me follow you follow us over to parlor as a social media app Go ahead.
5: well we should try like something like that in america bob without being censored can you imagine that what a concept
2: what a stunning development that would be. <laughs> Khalid <laughs> Namar, thank you for calling, my friend. Thanks for telling us all thank about you. Uh, what's coming up on uh, on Sunday on the Todd Allen Show. I, really, I can't recommend that show enough. Seriously, the Todd Allen Show. Uh, it's at 9 o'clock. It follows Nick Phillips and The Advocate, which is also a wonderful listen as well. But uh, Todd Allen Show, co-hosted by Khalid, is a really great listen as well. By the way, I want to give a shout-out again to my friend Charlie Kalani. Charlie's Auto Repair is a new client of ours, and he is also a fantastic guy who just donated $300 to Alliance Defending Freedom. Won't you join him in supporting Alliance Defending Freedom? Please do so at whkradio.com. Mike Gallagher is coming up next. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you Monday for the next Bob
0: Enjoy the silence.